This week on Homo Superior. And where where are they? They're are just stuck eat? to my like. They're stuck to where your yeah, arms your would armpit. be. They're, they're where your, your arms would be. Oh, like, oh so I no, don't have so any, arm. any arms. No, no, no. But he has like little baby bat wings. Well, right, because yeah. wings. Interesting. If you guys do anything about biology, wings have hands in them. That is not. <laughs> that is not <laughs> biology. <laughs> And also, we've destroyed the English language, we've destroyed the sciences. What's next, y'all? Let's There's fuck up math. If you know anything about biology, which I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brent is gay, and Caitlin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Welcome to Homo Superior, where that's no moon, <laughs> it's a space station. Issue 276, I'm Kalen. I'm Clark. I'm Adam. And I'm Brett Wingate, and this week I've got a stuffy nose because I recently had a cold or allergies, I don't know. Modern medicine can't keep up with my fast-paced lifestyle. The spring season is starting to heat up as our mutant madness continues to pit bitter and better uh, mutant costumes against one another. Sometimes they're not bitter, sometimes they're both better. (laughs) Um, We're bitter. Uh, We have another round of baseless Wild speculation, uh, but this week it's about who will be the new Captain Krakoa. X-Men, the animated series, is a long shot away from the Me Too movement <laughs> in season three, episode 10 <laughs> of, X- of that stupid show. Uh, uh, we dust off a vintage segment because Clark's got something. Watch out. And as ever, we wrap with the hottest new X-Comics to hit the stand and the freshest plugs to hit your tamponium. You'll be able to go out this weekend and say, hello, my friends. Art thou up to date on the news of the X-Men? <laughs> no? Well, I shall tell thou, or perchance, recommend some great things other people have seen, heard, or experienced. Is, is anyone still listening? Who, who, is, <laughs> who are you talking to? <laughs> come, come, friends. We must imbibe. No, you know... No. The bard really knew how to use the English language. I, I wish you did, Brent. It was a really low bard to set. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This All is right. both a comedy and a tragedy. Hey, hey, uh, my mine dearest friend, uh, wouldst thou do housekeeping? Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's so stupid. Uh, so if you haven't heard yet, uh, we had our latest creator crush drop with the wonderful, talented, and oh-so-cute Rod Rice. Uh, Adam and I got to interview him. Uh, he's so just just a lovely person, uh, and he's so talented, and he talked about his process of how he broke into comics, and he's a triple threat. He's a penciler, an inker, and a, a colorist. A DJ, oh. <laughs> Quadruple threat, and a DJ. Oh, yes, we got into music. Uh, I geeked the fuck out, as Adam can attest. But, sure did. Uh, uh, God, he's, so, he's just great. Love talking to him. Start. He needs to be memorialized as having put together that magic costume for New Mutants going forward. So When he passes... Well, no, we just talked about it. He really, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little sorry, memorialize is probably the wrong word. Adam, if only I knew the command of the English language like Brent. Adam, <laughs> Adam, if you could be a triple threat, what three things could you do? Uh, eat, think, sleep, read, write, and <laughs> arithmetic. I'd be able to chew and pat my head at the same time. What's the and third thing? No third, that's it. No, that's a triple threat for me. Because <laughs> okay. I'm already starting at minus well, he, one threat. He chews out of both holes. <laughs> <laughs> a hungry bottom that he teeth. is. Yeah. Hey, hey, I just want some mutant madness. Uh, okay. Can't a man get a cup of mutant madness? <laughs> She's got the look. She's got the look. It's week four. Uh, 
it's March, as you know, so we're asking all of you to vote for <laughs> your favorite looks for four of our favorite X-Men, or rather X-Women. That's Storm, Jean Grey, Rogue, Kate, or Kitty Pride. You know, you can vote on Twitter at Homer Superior X or Instagram at Homer Superior Podcast or both. You should you should go vote because we're giving you an opportunity to judge things and that is just the most fun. Also, it's the cornerstone of our democracy, voting. Yeah. Unless you over, unless we overturn the results. <laughs> well, <laughs> don't come to DC. That's we're the again. electoral college. No. We're the electoral yeah. college. Okay. So, uh we're nearly done with round 2 and we're going to go into the sickening 16. So the next time we record, mm. we will have gone through the sickening 16 and the ornate 8 as we're calling it. But we've had a little bit of dissension in our ranks. As you know, Homo Superior has also been voting, and we're acting as a tiebreaker if there is a split in the vote between Twitter and Instagram. That's only really happened once mm. thus far. Uh, both those platforms have been unanimous with the votes. But we've had some tough choices to make. <laughs> so first up, we had uh, Mohawk Storm, an iconic look that uh, debuted in the 1980s. Versus the Russell Dowderman uh, designed uh, Hellfire Gala Storm. Hellfire Gala from 2021. Uh, some of us voted for Hellfire Gala Storm, but we had a couple people vote for Mohawk Storm. Clark, I believe you were one of them. Yeah. Uh, talk about why you thought Mohawk because was better. Because I'm no longer voting for any of the Hellfire Gala costumes. Mm. Why is that? Because I think it they're in a different league purposefully. Everything else is a costume, a costume for battle. This These are just... Nice, beautiful gowns. You don't think you could fight with cloud hair the whole time? No. No, I'm not even saying that. I'm just literally... (laughs) I'm looking at you with cloud hair right now. You can fight. So wispy. Um, Yeah. They just... they, they, I don't want them to win. That's why... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I like that. You want to make it f- intense. I want the costumes the to win, not yeah. the not the fa- not that's the. That's a that's a fair point. So next up, uh, it was X Factor Red Jean Wait, versus. I do I do think because I did vote. I kind of agree with Clark on that. I did vote for the Hellfire Gala look because I think it's more fashionable. Yeah, but the recency bias, like it, there is a realism to the drawing for the Hellfire Gala look that just does not exist in the same way for Mohawk Storm, that the Mohawk Storm look is yeah. a fucking fashionable, I mean, it's a great look. style that's why, look. We did vote for the um, Mohawk Storm version of the Brotherhood one that's currently in red. That's true. So I, that, A lot of it is just that the designs Artwork. now are more realistic and beautiful and everything just because there's more penciling going into it, more I, colors going I, into I'm it, I'm shocked et cetera, et cetera. Mohawk Storm didn't win, though. I kind um, of thought we were voting. I had to that vote. is the most. I, well, I had to vote for Hellfire Storm because I said this was the one that was going to take the whole thing. Uh, just to add to Clark's point, it's uh, Brotherhood Storm has the Mohawk, but so does the Uncanny X Force Storm, which is also, I think, an underrated look uh, that has made it into round two. That's because you style your hair like Mohawk Storm, Caitlin. Do you? Sure, why not? Sort of. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> from the 80s. <laughs> from the, from <laughs> the 80s. Uh, I think that's a fair point, too, of like different art styles. But um, it was, I think it was Rick Lenardi or Paul Smith who drew Mohawk Storm. I'm going to get it wrong. It might be John Romita Jr. But like, I think even it, it doesn't look dated to me. Even when you compare like the Russell Dowderman image mm-hmm. of Hellfire Gala. I still think it looks, yes, it looks like it's from the 80s, but it doesn't look like it's bad for If the that 80s. showed so up at the Met, you we would think, holy shit, that is She's fashion. fucking hey, you lose eating. Your mind. She's eating, yeah, yeah. Right. exactly. 
All right, so moving on, we had some dissension in the ranks uh, between X-Factor Red, Jean, that's her red bodysuit with the kind of the orange-yellow X over the torso, and then her X-Men Red look, uh, which is red and blue. It's kind of an update of her uh, most famous look from the 90s that was in the animated series and the X-Men Gold series. Uh, X-Men Red, Jean won, uh, but Ooh. I voted for X-Factor Red, Jean. Speak I did on too, that. right? I don't like I think that. you did too. Yeah. I don't like your opinions. Uh, I don't like you either. <laughs> We're wanted men. Uh, it w- uh, the reason I like it is because uh, I'm a big fan of streamlined looks, and I think Walter Simonson, when he designed mm. the X-Factor looks, both versions of them, I think he just nailed it. Like It is just you immediately know that they're an X-Team, you immediately know how the color blocking works, and it just, it is, I think it is a simple look. Whereas I think the X-Men Red Jean is not a bad look. It's a, it's a much better version of her most famous look, but I still think it's a little bulky, and it's, with the wrong artist, I think it can look really bad. It does look like the X on her stomach is photoshopped on there. It, it has a Power Rangers look to it. <laughs> yeah, my issue with it, and it happens, and this happens with Polaris a lot too, is I hate the face helmet oh. non-mask thing where it's just like it goes around the back of their head yeah. and has like just their forehead and how parts of their cheekbones things on how does it form you One leg at how a does time. it work and why the fuck are you doing it yeah i mean the hair is still flowing like crazy this is not helping the hair not flow like just crazy. in case someone punches the back of her yeah. head uh-huh. not not her cheek the back of her jaw yeah it, it, it makes absolutely no sense and doesn't look good oh. also i just think this is a bad picture of the um x-factor one and it does look better in other pictures it does it, i was trying to find the most clear one uh but this is from inferno where it's uh gene over maddie after she did like the goblin queen goes down yeah. uh i will say the uh weird uh, uh reference point for x-men red gene it reminds me of these action figures in the 90s called total justice which were dc comic action figures like batman superman green lantern but they all had this like additional body armor uh, and it was, it was very toyetic like very you know like selling action figure stuff mm. and this is what this reminds me of so total justice toys justice not included yeah exactly <laughs> uh let's move on we had uh age of apocalypse rogue uh versus excalibur rogue uh, m- uh many of us voted for excalibur rogue. i think most of us did with the exception of you adam talk about your love of age of apocalypse's fashion I mean, it's not that fat. I feel like the Excalibur one is just kind of blasé. Like, it looks like she's just ready to go out to, like, a nice dinner. <laughs> with, uh, with her headband. Yeah. Like, I'm just not feeling it. Whereas, like, I I liked... What I liked about the update of the AOA Rogue was that it, it actually made her look powerful. So, her, like, 90s costume, like, she looks kind of powerful with her little jacket and she looks sexy. But this is, like, just mostly built for combat. Going back to your point, like, Clark, like, I don't think it's, like, super fashionable, but I liked the bigness of it although it's funny because like she and morph and pretty much everyone that could fly in that like everyone had the exact same costume look i think we talked about this before yeah so it's like it's model after magneto exactly who's leading the x-men right it doesn't work overall but i'm just like "Ah, i'm too attached nostalgically to not enjoy it the the purple collar is fucking awful yeah (laughs) based on that alone i wasn't gonna vote for it it looks so bad (laughs) i and again i've said this before joe moderera is a fine and talented artist but he's not a good costume designer. No. I've never Except liked for Sunfire. Yeah, the Sunfire Love Sunfire is the exception that proves the rule. I think all the other ones are How just you, Bandana Colossus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I that t- wasn't him. That was Chris Bacalo. I think the thing uh. I like about the Excalibur Rogue a lot is that it is a smart way of updating yes. the X Men Blue. That 
it's toned down to the contrast between the yellow and green to going for more olive colors. And then the having a black jacket, black leather jacket, looks a lot better, I think, than the stupid. I mean, I want that jacket. Brown one. I mean, neither of these are going to win, so it doesn't no. really matter in the So long we've run. wasted don't, your time. Don't count ours. your bets, sugar. <laughs> well, <laughs> speaking of wasting time. Count. Oh, Shelly. It's Kitty Pride or Kate Pride, uh, who has she arguably the worst looks. Uh, she has mostly bad looks overall, but there's a few that kind of stand out. Uh, and these are two of her better ones, and they were matched up against each other. It's the Age of Apocalypse Kitty from Generation Next. And, of course, her most recent look, the Red Queen Kate Pride from Marauders. A.K.A. the Long John Silver. Yeah. Yeah. Who won this? Uh, Red Queen. Who did I vote for? I think Red Queen. Oh, God. Okay. You could have saved us, or Clark. You, I, think I, was, I think I was the only one that voted for AOA Kitty. Again, obviously loved it. I'm never going to go back and read well, this. Well, and since it doesn't matter, I'm switching so my vote. Yeah. <laughs> Too late. You've already voted. Yeah, it's gone. I know, it's but done. if it's only one to it four, like, now it's two to three, it still won't matter. Yeah, yeah. but why? She was the original X-23. <laughs> According Ooh. to this costume, <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It, it is probably one of my favorite of the Age of Apocalypse costumes. Uh, it, I think it, it's it's a it's a clean design and it's a good. It's a there's a reason why she has this yeah. and it makes a lot of sense and I think it's sleek. Red Queen just has so much more panache though. So she's I a was, fucking pirate. I'm yeah. glad that it won, even though it's such a ridiculous. I mean, it's Sergeant Pepper's day. Kitty Pride. Look, you know. You know. Krakoa begins a new era. You're like the kid who's not welcome in high school. You've got to find a new outfit, so you wear pirate clothes to Krakoa, and it fucking works somehow. And then finally, while you are, your people are voting for this now, but we will know who won by the time this episode comes out. Uh, it is the iconic X-Men Gold Storm look, which was in the animated series and in a ton of cosplays, versus... The Krakoa Storm, which actually debuted in X-Men Red, uh, but uh, Storm wore it for a good chunk of the Hickman era of the X-Men. Um, we Most of us voted for Krakoa Storm. We had one person, Adam, vote for X-Men Gold Storm. And the vote right now, it could all change overnight, but right now... But you have no right, power Steve to affect Kornacki, it. Steve give it to us. Yeah. But if we look at... If we look <laughs> at Let me go put on my past. little chinos and like my little graphing cal- get my graphing calculator. Uh, Krakoa Storm is leading, and I'm actually a little surprised by that. On I thought Nostalgia was going to win. What? On all fronts? On, on both fronts. Yeah, narrowly on Instagram and much more decisively mm. on Twitter. I do think people are looking recency at... recency bias like crazy for all yeah. of us. Well, no, but I I mean, I I think, yeah, it's recency versus nostalgia, right? But I do think that, like, I am surprised at this one especially because what I liked about her 92 costume is that it's... It's the only it actually one. debuted in 91. Well, there you go. But That's it's, what it, he likes. Yeah, it's exactly. the only <laughs> thing about that. Like, it's one of her only uh, outfits that has that color versus the black. So I just it feels more unique. Like Whereas the Krakoa one, I'm like, okay, that's just a new redesign of the typical black like outfit she's been wearing forever. I think so. It all depends on the artist drawing it. You know, going mm-hmm. back to our interview with Rod Rice, where he talked about when he redesigned the magic, cost- magic out- the new outfit with the gold armor. I think when he does, draws it, it looks great. When other artists do it, yeah. it doesn't look as good as he does it. Jim Lee is a phenomenal artist, and he's a very mid-level costume designer. Yeah, like when he draws his costumes, they look great. When somebody else draws them, like, they're this? either not quite as great or they look terrible. Whereas I think the the I, I don't remember who designed the Krakoa Storm, 
but I've seen a lot of different artists like just nail yeah, that yeah. look. Mm-hmm. It is simpler for sure. The dimensions make a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah. I just don't like the color scheme of white and gold. I don't yeah. like that combination. I don't either. I think when it's silver, it looks better. Um, I don't know. Yeah. No, that's a great point. Actually. I feel like, uh, you know, with the, the cape loop kind of thing that she has on her arms, it would be very easy to get caught <laughs> on like handles or doorknobs no, when you're trying to walk around. And then, around like, the it house. inadvertently gets on the doorknob and your hands yeah, on it anymore. Form over function. Yeah. Fashion doesn't have to be functional. Yeah. But I wish it was. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we got a little bit of a sneak peek for this year's Hellfire Gala, which is also going to be a in-person event at uh, San Diego Comic-Con, if yeah. you hadn't heard. And it's going to go horribly wrong in, in the comic version. It, yeah. might, it might go horribly wrong in the San Diego Comic-Con <laughs> version. If I have something to know. do with Comic-Con, Clark. Yeah. Uh, so we've gotten two of the looks so far, but we've gotten a little bit of a preview from the um, Phil Noto cover, uh, which has uh, the Dr. Stasis, um, uh, uh, Mr. Sinister, but we got a better look at uh, Jean Grey's look, which I actually really love, mostly because it's reminiscent of 1980 Flash Gordon. Yeah. Uh, which it reminds a- me of Anal. And by that, I meant Anoli. Anal. Uh, no. uh, the actual <laughs> it just looks like a fucking lizard. <laughs> not therapist. This is a hated it for me. And Caitlin, I thought you had more fashion sense than this. this she just looks like a lizard. She looks like a fucking Koopa Troopa. So <laughs> if... I'm into it. Is it, for me, the only thing that's a, that makes this suddenly terrible is the helmet. That's actually. A, I would agree with that. It's I think like, it was what, how could we incorporate bangs without having bangs? Take one off, Gene. Take I also, one off. I first thought this was Polaris until I saw the red hair in the back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you said Polaris got a hair. Love, <laughs> love the pants as cape. Yeah, that's why. Uh, I think that looks great. Yeah. Oh, it's a little J Lo like in circa nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, like waiting for tonight. Those the 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 pant like the leg shoes, whatever the fuck those things are, are gorgeous. Yeah, I like the helmet. I'm sorry, I do. It's just it is nineteen eighty Flash Gordon for me. Mm. And then we got Chris Anka had designed. Uh, who's a great artist. He designed uh, um, Emma Frost look, which again she has a big coat and then she has a smaller coat and then no coat. She looks fashionable, but this does not look like Hellfire Gala to me. This just looks like something that she would wear. She's going in the tundra. Sh- yeah, exactly. It's like the air conditioning's on way too, way too low, and then she's it's like, like Pokemon evolutioning from sex worker to pimp. <laughs> <laughs> that's bad. problematic on some levels, but, but it's also that's funny. Great, yeah, uh, I would agree. I with do. That. I I like that it's a staple for Emma to have three outfits, um, and I do think that. Each of these kind of looks okay, but the, it, I do expect there to be just m- eight more with <laughs> increasingly <laughs> large. I want it to just be a coat yeah, like, that's walking she, around and no like idea that some, she's even in it. She's doing some TikTok challenge, like how many coats could you put on is your body? Is she putting things on or taking it? Because like you know, people normally probably taking them left off, to right? right, but I love that it's like reverse. So I'm like, you're right. Is she gonna just keep putting on bigger and bigger and bigger? She's a gay man going from bulking season to cutting season. Oh my god. Uh, all right, let's move on to our next segment, Polaris. Uh, this is where we ask you to vote on some nonsense that we put out every week. So we found out last week, and Clark's going to talk a little bit more about this in the news section, uh, that there, uh, Uncanny Avengers is getting relaunched by Jerry Duggan, uh, and it's a Unity Squad again, um, and they're hunting down the new murderous Captain Krakoa. Uh, it is not Cyclops this time. Murderous. So we asked all of you, uh, we gave you four choices, but some of you came up with your own choices. Some of them were actually really interesting. Uh, but the four choices we gave you were Havoc, Taskmaster, 
U.S. agent and Age of Apocalypse Cyclops somehow. Uh, I was struggling for a fourth choice. His helmet only has one. How did you get the other two choices? Uh, I don't know. I just wanted to throw in some non-mutants I mean, in there. Because the answer is 100% Havoc or any anything that's in people's suggestions. Yeah. What did people Marvel's suggest? not going to allow them to use the other two. Those are Avengers characters. All right. Why not? Well, they're all, this is an Avengers comic. I know I'm the stupidest that's one. true, but, but not to the degree why, that they're why is, why is Sabretooth a bad choice? I didn't say it was a bad choice. Why isn't he on the list? You threw on some crazy <laughs> fucking character. Because they're not shaved. He's, he doesn't like to get shaved. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair And he won't one. put on a helmet. All we know not is that all you, we know is not for anyone. He's a white guy with like perfectly shaven face and a saber tooth would never. So mm. it's going to be Echo because remember she ended up being Ronan? Oh my God. No, keep going. Wait, yeah. why? Who were some of the suggestions in the box? Uh, I heard Cable, which is actually quite interesting. I like that. Yeah. That could fit. Uh, who are some of the other ones? I'm trying to remember. Um, uh, Glob Herman. Yeah, Glob Herman. No. <laughs> Glob Herman also can't shave. <laughs> no, 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 no. That'd be uh, gross if I you heard... can see the hair follicles coming out of inside. Oh, of you know that when you get close to Glob Herman, like, yes, his skin is like a, a paraffin hair. wax, but it's got hair yeah. all over it. Yeah. I heard Vulcan as one. Okay. Yeah. That's an yeah, interesting one. I could one. get behind yeah. that. That makes sense. That makes yeah. a lot more sense than fucking. I don't know. Why do they have it? Havoc feels weird, though. I think they're just trying to give him something to do. And because Havoc was also he was on the, the original leader, uh, so like to create that uh, of the Unity Squad, so mm-hmm. create a little bit of I that. I don't think they're going to make him straight up murderer. Yeah, because I thought he was working for the limbo embassy now. He's yeah. got a, he for did, New York City only. He's got a good steady job. That'd be quite the swerve. Yeah. What do you guys think? Who do you guys think it would be? Well, my idea was stupid, so who wants ah, his ideas? I like Vulcan a lot. Yeah, I feel I like it should, I like too. the concept of it being within the family. It just seems like Havoc would be an I mean, odd yeah, choice. Yeah, it feels odd so that what, it wouldn't do, be. Do they melt down the Mysterium that he's currently trapped in? Uh, you know, he always they just They could do that pretty easily. Yeah. And they're like, all right, Vulcan, you know what you got to do? Or there's a fourth Summers brother. There is a fourth Gambit. Summers brother. It's Gambit. No, Gambit. it's not. It's Extreme Adam X. Yeah, that's oh, what I was That'd be great. Adam X. It's Adam X. Calling it here. You heard it here first, folks. Watch we'll it be Adam X actually now. God damn it. You've uh, like completely, I, you know, brought it into reality. I think it's going to be a woman. Which one? Which woman? That's none She's of your got business. The biggest Caitlin. and most awesome jaw ever. Uh, yeah. I have no idea. So, what people, most most of y'all thought it was ha- Quentin Choir. Quentin Choir goes crazy. Oh, he's turning. He's but he's going to be old man. Yeah. Uh, Quentin and Who X-Force. cares about what's happening in X Force? Says X Force itself. <laughs> <laughs> Fair Not point. Wolverine. Yeah, the, time, the timeline doesn't matter. So here are the results. Uh, most of you all thought know. Havoc uh, would be Captain Krakow, 37%. In second place was U.S. Agent. In third place was uh, Age of Apocalypse <laughs> Cyclops somehow. And then in last place was Taskmaster. My favorite is the spread on this, given the weird choices that you had for the ball. It's so weird. U.S. Agent is is currently like a peacekeeper for for New York City. I s- well, there you go. So there you go. Everybody's He's in New York. He gets murderous. He is Luke Cage's like second in command, basically in terms of he could have a night job. Uh-uh. He could yeah. be multiple things. Murder Clark. I don't, wow. I don't know about that what one. What about uh, maybe uh, Doctor Stasis made a clone of Scott, who's running around going crazy? I don't want more. I don't clones. want any more clones, though. No more clones. If we have four we're brothers, I don't want clones of the brothers. We're off to our balls and clones. clones. It's maximum clonage all over again. Oh what God. if it's Nate Gray again? Oh, oh, come back from Age of X Man. Could see that. So that could be. Oh. Or if Scarlet Witch did it herself. <laughs> Let's move on. 
Let's get to MCU Next TV, our weekly segment focused on the latest and greatest of the MCU Disney Plus TV shows. We are on uh, X-Men Tatas, Season 3, Episode 10. Jubilee gets horny for Longshot, who's recovered his memory as a rebellion leader and is on the run from Mojo and Spiral. Um, this is another busted animation episode. So they this is like, really gosh. another busted storyline episode. <laughs> they, they try to get extra detailed on people's faces, and it was not the right direction to go. It was bad. Uh, the animation is bad, but I will say from a story perspective, I kind of enjoyed it because it's so stupid. What? They just embrace the stupidity. Oh my it's God. one of the ones that stuck out of my mind. And what's funny is because when it first premiered, it was shown in season five. And yep. subsequently, I think that's probably how I ended up watching it before it was like reorganized to where it was supposed to be. Since I always like watched it illegally and shit in like college. Um, and this was one of the episodes where I said, wow, this show's really going down. <laughs> oh, it's, if you're like, used to like, oh, no, it's the, insane, high, yeah. the, the high, like, you know, drama of like yes. the Phoenix and Dark Phoenix saga. Yes. This is a dumb fucking episode, but it embraced the dumb. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, high camp, high, high camp. camp episode. Can we get a soundbite of the, of what's her name? Stride, stride, spiral, spiral. Can we, I can we get a, a, a soundbite of her screaming, you're canceled. You're canceled. <laughs> it's, it's very, very, very modern. Why, oh. does it, why does everything have to be a 90s t- television? My favorite was pod. the, I want to pick this up again. We'll split the odds. 50, 000, like when she's like leaving yeah. and walking to the port. And then I, I love that merch. They literally just leave longer there. He's like, I guess I got to go too. Like no. The stakes make no. I love that they're like, I'm a rebellion leader. I've got to go back and save, save. And they're like, all right, we're leaving. We'll see you back on our planet. They don't know how big to draw Mojo's hands from panel to panel. His hands, if you'll notice, they're long and they crazy. expand over the course of the episode. Have you seen that the show ever used consistency with any of their animation, uh, even like during the better seasons? Yeah, I'm just saying that I, I get it. There, nobody's perfect. This is the greatest animation you've ever seen, Kalen. Your words. Uh, <laughs> but I, I just think that at some point they'd look at this and go, what have we, we done? Doing? Well, they had no money. Uh, the question was answered, though. Does a mall babe drive a convertible? Poorly. She's 15 years old. How is she able to drive? Uh, 15. Uh, I mean, 17. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Longshot knows how old she is. Does New York, hey, and it's still illegal. <laughs> you're a New Yorker, Adam. Do yeah. they have hardship uh, laws in New York where you can start driving before you're 16? <laughs> yeah, as long as you have a permit. I thought that was going to be a very I different question. I thought you were going to ask age of consent <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, where is this going? No. God, no, you fucking monsters. I, I, She's the one who no, changed yeah. her age. Yeah, no, I definitely had a permit uh, much earlier than I think the driving, as long as you're with an adult. Would you call them hardship laws? It's a hardship license is really what it is. In Texas, that's what they call it because, like, it's it was created for people who live out in farms, and oh, so yeah. when and Adam had a tractor, and so he was able to drive early. <laughs> that's good. I'm glad. Uh, yeah, yes. yeah, ho. Um, but oh, okay. I don't War know. wolves. War that was a good cool. thing. That was cool. That uh, was a fun thing that happened. I do love them. They're not attached. Are they're not attached to Mojoverse in the regular? No, okay, no. It's it's Excalibur uh, and and otherworld. Otherworld. Yeah. That's yeah. what I thought because we had that whole fucking terrible issue at the beginning of the Krakoa Excalibur, Excalibur where they were just hunting them for no Those reason. Those silver long boy dogs <laughs> are like not consistent about their Terminator. The T one thousand ability to like become liquid because they could be trapped by they could be held like by a stupid rope, but meanwhile they become liquid if they run into a garbage can. I know consistency is not the most important thing, but come on. In the comics, have we seen Rachel Gay? Rachel Gay, that's <laughs> not yeah, Rachel Gay. Slap. We found out uh, Rachel Gray's um, puppy Warwolf. 
lately. I we was just thinking that because no. yeah, uh, he hasn't been. In, he wasn't in the first issue of Captain Britain. He threw that bitch out the minute she got hooked. She's like, you know what? Whatever. I'm. I was over like, this. I don't need no pet yeah. no more. I got a lady next yes. to me. Don't yeah. need her emotional support. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Last question: Mary fuck kill Major Domo, who was the older skinny guy that supports Mojo. Yeah. Magog, that rough and tough mohawk, like mm. weird shark person almost. Yeah. Or Quark. That rough and tough, weird horned goat person. Here's where I, I want to call throat goat. Bull, bull sheep. I want to kill Quark, which would be very easy to do because when he's about to get into fight with you, he'll throw away his gun <laughs> in order to grab a knife and then get knocked out by himself. That's Terrible. how he plays Knifey Spoonie. Yeah, I actually don't have to waste the kill on him. He'll do it himself. Yeah, you got four. You don't have so to do you're going to marry him then? There's yeah. four of them. You have oh, yeah, there's also a rise, but I what's, forgot what's, as I was reading this what a rise even looked like, yeah. so don't He's worry. He's the big, hairy, red hair, red beard, red That's red the one you're going to yeah. fuck. Yeah, Adam. there we go. Marry, marry Major Domo. He can anticipate your wants before you know them. <laughs> uh, you're going to fuck Magog. And he'll let you get away with uh, Major Domo is a robot. Major Domo? Yeah. Yeah. So, I got a vibrator. Did <laughs> <laughs> you marry the vibrator? Wait, do you call it the T-1000? <laughs> it's actually a warwolf that I captured. I, I guess <laughs> that leads me to the inevitable conclusion that I need to fuck Magog, which I absolutely want a Magog on his cock. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, I've always liked Quark. I like Quark, in too. In the comics, too. He's also good in the comics. He's good as in the comics. Oh. I was going to say he's also good in bed. <laughs> yeah, you know what? He's all these fucking... You yeah. know, when it comes down to he it, really who knows do I go home to? Good. It's Quark. He really knows how to ram it in. Um, yeah, and Arise <laughs> is good as well. Yeah. In the comics. Yeah. Foolish. Spiral uh, is kind of toes the line between... Good and evil. Yeah. All right. It's a segment we actually have a title for. Clark's got something. Watch, Watch out. out. Oh. So, I was thinking, back in the olden days... <laughs> Uh, no, Not last um, week. So, Why verily? <laughs> the last time we saw Mojo and all that horrible shit, what was that like? Twenty episodes ago. I think Clark, it was. Clark, yeah. we haven't talked about Mojo in eighty-four years. Oh no, no, I my I, my brain has been time traveled away from me. Um, <laughs> I decided that we should play a game where we have five different. This one's movies, not television shows. I didn't want to fucking deal with that. Yeah. Where. One of them, each one of us is going to take pl- be in that universe on a Mojo show. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, and right. we have to like feel, that. see who we would take the place of. Would we fucking die? How would you not die? How did et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Huh, that's interesting. So okay. first, I'm just going to um, list them. Can I can I pick Melancholia as my? No, movie? no, no. I've got <laughs> I've got them. I've got them. Just let the play. So night, I'm starting with the most the recent yeah. one. Um, Cocaine Bear. I still haven't seen it. Who's seen Cocaine Bear? I, I know the premise. I haven't, but I know which one oh, of I us would coca- show up in it. Okay, which He's one? still in Holland. <laughs> Ryan is going to be in Cocaine Bear? Yeah. yeah. All right, explain. I, I guess I'll have to explain. So, well, maybe d- he just has a lot of friends. Anyway, so in Cocaine Bear. Could I be the bear? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mojo has made you the bear. I think he's just made me the bear, and I found the cocaine and got to do the killing. Uh, and I'm assuming that the, bo- the bear survives. So you're survives. the hero. Yeah. You're, and, and Mojo would support you I quite think a I, bit. And I think I'd make it to the <laughs> end because... Uh, you're the final girl bear? Well, Mojo Jojo loves a sequel. He mm-hmm. loves a repeat. No matter how good or bad it's going to be. Cocaine bears got kids. Yeah. And there's always more cocaine. <laughs> as they say in Cocaine Bear. 
Oh, it's a I, bad movie. I watched it. Oh, I, a, I'm I very excited I to watch it. Garbage. For free, but it's a bad movie. Yeah. What were you expecting? People seem to like it for some reason because <laughs> they're stupid. All right. Second from most recent. I know you guys all saw this shit. Megan. <laughs> yep. We saw I saw it. I saw it too for free. Um, What do you think? Who? Who? Which one of us is going to be either Megan or fucking it's Allison Adam. Williams oh, or anybody no. who's being think, murdered I and falled Mojo- around? Mojo would recognize that Adam would enjoy it too much. He'd be like... Megan, maybe you should be killing people more. I'm putting, I'm actually putting Kaylin on the seat because Kaylin would be like, "Why didn't you pick up the phone when I called you last?" Night? <laughs> <laughs> to who, Megan? No, yeah. like he would be. Or wait, are we? Yeah, are no, we? No, sur- well, in this case, you're supposed to be getting almost murdered all the okay, time. Okay, so that's what happens the, in the So then I would thing. be the Allison because I'd be like, "Megan, stop killing people," and then I'd be realize that yeah, she's you can't yeah. be me. I'd be, I'd be hyping Megan. You up. just kill yeah. Megan. Yeah, exactly. yeah, with her. <laughs> I'd be like, no, I can control her. It's fine. No, oh, she's my good friend. Yeah. My orphan Adam, she sister's never texts daughter you back, slaps please. Me. Yeah. You'd be like, Megan, stop dancing. You're scaring me. <laughs> Adam joins in on the dancing. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we got to now who who's gonna be starring in uh, Morbius? Either as Morbius going around not killing or killing things. Brent, you saw this? Yeah. I think it's you, Clark. I think, I think it's you. You'd be hunted by Morbius and you'd be a big vampire hunter. You're Morbius and you're hunted by Morbius. I don't you're know. both. I think Clark is actually one of the vampire bats that's summoned by Morbius that okay. ends up being just killed. He's like, that's stupid. By, by <laughs> not Benedict Cumberbatch, the other guy. What's his name? Matt Matthew? Matt Smith. Matt Smith, That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Clark, so but I, it's I, like I'm a, a bat it's who like has a, to not die it's in a, a Mojo it's TV a bat. show. That has oh, Clark's head and Clark's torso and Clark's wet legs, but bat but wings, wings that are the size of a regular bat's okay. wings. Okay, all right. And where where are they? They're <laughs> are just stuck eat? to my like. They're stuck to where your yeah, arms your would armpit. be. They're, they're where your, your arms would be. Oh, like, oh so I no, don't have so any, arm. any arms. No, no. But he has like little baby bat wings. Well, right, because yeah. wings. Interesting. If you guys do anything about biology, wings have hands in them. That is not. <laughs> that is not <laughs> biology. <laughs> And also, we've destroyed the English language, we've destroyed the sciences. What's next, y'all? Let's There's fuck up math. If you know anything about biology, which I don't, <laughs> uh, it makes as much sense as anything that happened in Morbius. All right, so who's going to be um, in the movie Tar? Sorry, wait, wait. Kate Blanchett. Did you have, you had five movies or did you have four? There's five. Okay, can you give the two movies and then we'll pick which one's the right one for Kaylin? Yes, the movie Tar. Yeah. With Kate Blanchett. With Lydia Tar. Which yes. I still haven't seen. And that. Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, Thor, Kalen's in Thor: Love and Thunder, and I know how he dies. <laughs> he kills himself <laughs> <laughs> because this movie won't it's, end. It's just so. So Mojo, it gets good ratings, then you die. That sounds I, like he, what he wants. I'm one of the screaming goats. I think that Kalen would be goes, hit by them. I feel Kalen like. goes on the adventure <laughs> to that like little the dark side of the moon, <laughs> and then they just leave him there <laughs> and forget him. You mean that little ass moon, yeah. like you're from just Rick and Morty? Out. Yeah, you're just stuck there. Hang hey, up, uh, hey guys! <laughs> oh my god! All right, that was fun. Well, we saw. Wait, who's we... Tar? Who's Tar? Oh, Ryan's Tar, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the, uh, yeah black Tar. tar. Yeah, the, woman who, the woman who's a good conductor <laughs> and then gets me too. Mexican mud, black tar. Heroin. Just like Ryan. <laughs> All right. Was that movie about? No, it wasn't. No, it was. There, there was, was no, no heroin, heroin in it. it. No. Yeah. <laughs> Or 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 nicotine for that matter. Why did you believe? All right, should we should we talk about something else? I guess now we should go to news, which I'm also in charge of. It's news. It's the news. It's the news. We stumble into it. The news. And keep saying it because, of course, as soon as I open that thing, the other thing went away. All right, so news. So remember last week, 
Um, because the X-Men's 60th anniversary event was so long, meandering, and non-explanatory, we turned it off near the end, missing all the important stuff. <laughs> I know, we really <laughs> did. We which, really which did. we weren't even told would occur. So surprise, you made it through a two-hour slog for some nonsense that's not quite as interesting as what we're about to make it seem. Ah, so number one, we got word that Fall of X is going to be dark and depressing as fuck, and that the things have been relatively good for the mutants so far. As if like they haven't been almost murdered left, right, and center all <laughs> the time, and everyone's trying to kill them. Too like, easy for too long. Fucking Orcus is after them all the time. Moira went crazy and ripped off Banshee's face. They're, yeah, they're, very, they're constantly they're, self-doubting on their own very, island. They're at a very fragile place that if one person dies, all of the universe resets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But relatively good is this the is yeah the, is the, the, the good word. times. It's the good times. Yeah. I mean, what? Yeah. Uh, so it'll affect every single mutant comic in the mutant line. It'll also do anything, affect any mutant in any comic, including the Uncanny Avengers that was been reannounced. And I don't know why it's been reannounced because we knew about it for like four months. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't name any new characters and do anything except for that that's not Cyclops in the mask. That's all we got that was new. Yeah. Uh, the lineup is kind of cool though i like that monet's part of it i know mm-hmm. and we did we also liked it four months ago and we talked about it <laughs> yeah well i still like <laughs> we're consistent if anything else um so what do you think about all this doom and gloom and depressing and horrible i think that there is something i like more about an atmosphere rather than an event uh that if it's affecting everything i don't necessarily need there to be one storyline that is running through all of it that yeah. everyone has to be responding to a la judgment day but when it is like yeah, it's a cascade of things that are going wrong in a sequence that affects everyone in their own unique ways. It's, I think, more manageable. Which is now, my God, I don't know why I didn't think of this before. It's the fucking fall of the mutants from the 80s where you had X-Men, X-Factor, and New Mutants going through their own shit at the same time, but it was different shit. Like in the one X-Men. was going down a well. One was going down <laughs> That's exactly a right. One was <laughs> going down on Cyclops. Yeah, <laughs> that was my favorite one. Uh, but no, the X-Men and were fighting. died? Uh, X-Men were fighting the adversary and then they were killed and brought back to life by Roma, yeah. but then the world thought they were dead. Uh, X-Factor had the whole apocalypse stuff where Angel became uh, Death Angel yeah. or Dark Angel and then Archangel and then New Mutants had something. I think it's wh- it, that's where uh, Doug, Ramsey, to college. No. Doug Ramsey died, <laughs> but then they went to college. It's the college years for the New Mutants. So uh, if they do something like that where it's a lot of different things going, going wrong, but there's more consistency... Mm-hmm. I am very, very interested in that. It does seem like Orcus will play a very big uh, part in it. And obviously they're attached to the, what is that called? The Legion of X and now whatever Sons of X that will end up becoming. Like, I think you're right that it, I hope it's a lot of different events, not even maybe converging, but like not saying this big bad just showed up and it's going to change everything. When it rains, it pours. Jordan White did say that. To note that obviously Orca stuff's happening. We still gonna have the four sinisters again, and also Apocalypse and his family's back. So that's, that's right. Yeah, tie into right, things big time. Right. Yeah, that's the one of the. And who knows whether they're gonna be shitballs? It seems because well, he made it seem they're not not as positive as what one would. Expect. You didn't do anything while you, I was gone. Yeah, yeah you, exactly. you didn't put the chicken out like I asked you. <laughs> put the chicken out. You don't like, know that like reference. Defrost the yeah. chicken. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so who's the chicken? Oh, that's right. Okay, well, you're a vegetarian. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Family Kaylin's, that. Kaylin's parents never asked him to put the chicken, chicken out. out. <laughs> yeah. The chicken's my dick. Am I supposed uh, to kill a chicken? Uh, hopefully Kaylin. your parents didn't tell you to put <laughs> your dick out. I don't know. You don't know my parents. Actually, you do know my parents. I know that I'm enough that they're not going to have you sweep <laughs> your dick out. I also know they listen to this podcast. So hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. So since Jerry Duggan is writing X-Men and Iron Man, the two are obviously crossing over, beginning with X-Men 23 and Iron Man number seven. 
Fei Long has made new Sentinels from Tony Stark's tech, and I guess they're going to fight it. Yeah. And apparently Tony Stark is going to be uh, like the X-Men's like best ally, but he's also an unreliable ally. Yeah. So that's that will make things very interesting. I'm yeah, I'm excited that we'll finally be able to read the Iron Man that we have bought because we have been waiting for it to. You really mean you haven't been reading them? Across them? The you, no, you could have been reading them the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, but I like to. Who play wants the story? It's not. It's not. I'm gonna write it, but they're not interesting so far. <laughs> they're okay. It's Adam, just, you use yeah. so many words for procrastinate. <laughs> <laughs> so we got the new um, up Marvel voices. Pride 23 has been announced, and who's gonna be included, including the requisite Hulkling and Wiccan tail, the requisite black black cat tail, and then gimmick who is known as the oh, breakout yeah. character by whom <laughs> from Vita's ch- Children of the Atom, the one who cosplayed as Gambit, you know, and was a lesbian, and then she was the only mutant of the crew. Yeah, and then we have ponies. a new reveal character, just like Somnus, just like Escapade from the last two. But it's time. There's three new characters and three separate storylines because we can't use the myriad of languishing <laughs> queers that we already have. Yeah. Right. Anal needs to constantly be changing age at all times and never yes, having any. Yes, I wanted to be four <laughs> this one, but but in, in, in like in, in two episodes issues later, he's like sixty one. Uh, I'm the only one that might be okay with the new characters. I mean, yes, Clark. To your point, there are a bunch of characters that are just being warehoused, for lack of a better term. There's nothing that's being used by them, and so that we should have more. Maybe I just want an extra, extra long Pride special that uses those characters and introduces new people. I do think, I will say for Somnus and Escapade, they're actually being leveraged, which I appreciate, and I'm sad that they were kind of, a lot of the other characters potentially left on the cutting room floor, but yeah, go ahead. Escapade, I think, is being used well. Somnus is... Well, it kind of ended, yeah. But then yeah. most of the characters are there. Right. I, I feel we'll like get we'll get to later. That, yeah. they, they need to just dump as... I, I'm okay with it a little bit. I do want them to utilize these characters that they create, but dump as many of these queer characters in and leave them available for future writers to pick up later. Or jump and make new ones like these people well, are that's, doing. That's no one wants concern. to use old characters. They always make their own character because that continues their legacy well i do think it's it's the one thing i will say that it would be very fair within the world of queer writers artists what have you is i do i agree with the sentiment of wanting to generate new characters and i think that is the sentiment we're going to get like you're mentioning clark which is right if you're a knowing that there are so few already it's like you know like the old saying make more mutants it's like make more queer mutants that old that old yard i know my mom used to tell me when i was five make more mutants and i said what are you talking about i mean put the chicken out (laughs) i just don't know what they're going to do to make them different quote unquote i mean escapade is amazing and interesting and obviously as a trans character they're not going to like suddenly make an old character suddenly trans right yeah very bizarre like are these just going to be well i would like that i would like to see an older character realize that maybe oh that if they're you know a biological man they identify as a woman now do, i think that would be interesting or vice versa do we i just have don't an, think marvel will do that they probably won't but yeah, it would be it would be pretty cool if they do did. we have an ace or uh, a romantic representation in the mutant verse uh, like, uh, that's a good question i don't think it's magic um I don't think we do. Yeah, I, so I'm trying to think of like is I I appreciate the concept of like you know it's easy to say like oh there's lots of queer representation but like there should be representation. I mean there of are all ton types. of that because so, we have so many characters that just have never had any romantic storyline because yeah. they're not in enough. Anybody? Well, well they want to any have single it. character. But I think having ace characters would actually be a really cool. Thing. I mean, it is would it be. possible they're setting up Martha to have that? Or is it Marsha? No, Martha's had that yeah. whole thing with Neo. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I feel like Morgan's a little bit ace also from uh, New yeah. Mutants. Yeah, I can see that. Well, but, we'll see. Yeah. Let's anyway, my main frustration is that we've got so many, and we'll talk about this in a little bit. We have so many queer characters relegated to Marvel Unlimited. Mm. Yeah. And we're going to have all these new ones. That are gonna actu- they're going to the ones actually going to be in print, and then all the ones we've known forever are just going to be shoved out on the internet. Except the character that we're going to talk about in Marvel Unlimited was in last year's yes. Pride oh, special the, in print. The, but these don't matter. This one shot doesn't matter. No one reads it. Except I, us. I, I, I mean, I, I, no, I don't mean it in a bad way. I mean, as a... It's it's a printed form. It's not a major storyline that multiple people I, are oh, going to pick gotcha. up. Oh, gotcha. I see what you mean. That's just neat. She probably had like six pages. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I understand your point now. Well, let's jump into the issues. Our weekly recap of all things X. This week we've got Storm and the Brotherhood number two, Marauders number 12, and Marvel Love Unlimited number 31 through 36. Let's start with that just because we're picking up from the Pride conversation. Uh, Trung Le Nguyen and Triona Farrell. Uh, Karma rides the waves of love, both brotherly and romantically, with a more new character, L, a.k.a. Galora. Um, That's not the brotherly part. No. Right. <laughs> that, it's very important to have commas and <laughs> oh, you're additional, right. additional clauses. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Well, she. Um, wa- I mean, Galora was possessed for a little bit of the issues by... So great retcon, Adam. <laughs> All right. Um... I love the Rogan Blob Bartok issue. He's not Blob anymore. He's just Dukes. That's Duke. Dukes. Yeah, Blob is a derogatory not term. Right. Uh, I, I love that. I also love the fact when uh, Karma goes, it's not Sean. It's actually Swan. Swan. Mm-hmm. And the explanation, and I can say this as somebody who has a unique name with a unique spelling, um, that you know, like when you're at a coffee shop and a barista gets your name wrong, you're just like, whatever. But then when you know people and... Adam and, and you and Clark were there where a good friend of ours oh. called me uh, as I was DJing one night, called me Keelan. <laughs> and I was like, uh, you were there. You were there. I was at a bar. I'm not it was you, Clark. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're not on this friend, podcast quote, to cancel quote. a local yeah. DC drag queen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not canceling anybody, but. Oh, so did. it's a drag queen. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah, uh, we're not going to give their name, just their initials. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> but um, they called me Keelan. And so, like, you know, it's like, well, I've known this person for a number of years. And I'm like, do I correct them or not? Yeah. Sometimes I, I feel like very emboldened to correct people and sometimes i just let it go you know and so like that moment right there as it's because it's early on in the in in this miniseries or uh, on marvel unlimited and i was like i'm hooked i'm in i i know exactly what karma is going through and i i think it's fucking great i do think that these series of issues illustrate how important good dialogue is for your characters because there's not a lot of action Mm -hmm. there's a lot of you know, kind of reflection having Rogue as the wizened teacher is great, uh, but it was very interesting. I'm I'm flipping through this so fast, and I want so much more. Yeah, from this story, and it was a good use of the vertical format too. Yeah. Yeah. I think much more than some of the other ones, like in Marvel uh, X Men Unlimited. The I, uh, final, I don't know. There's not really panels per se, but just them taking off at the end with beautiful. the wings was so wonderful. Yeah, I just like. Everyone's voices seemed right, and it's not just Rogue shoehorned in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Sugar. It, they, I mean, they aren't close, but it seemed like they were close. I don't know how to even explain. Well, they're it. like they're, and everything she said jokingly about Gambit. It just didn't seem like some bullshit conversation that mm-hmm. someone's just pulling out of their ass. Yeah, no, to, it felt like they're in a long-term relationship with their ups and downs. Yeah, yeah. they had chemistry. 
The yeah. two of them, yeah. yeah. And, and Duke, like Duke showing up. Everyone, just, it felt like the thing about chemistry a, is a that bizarre, it's always written down yeah. on paper. <laughs> <laughs> That's felt, how you tell the difference between that and biology. Like this lar- It felt like Cheers. It's like a large family group that are yeah. actually mm-hmm. family just kind of hanging out well, and having connections. Uh, we've always said this, that like the X-Men are best when it's really embracing the soap opera-ness of it all. And when there isn't like a major big bad or a world-ending threat... That like these characters can shine if you have good dialogue. To your point, Brent, and just have the voices right. So, what did you guys make of uh, Tron? Tron, um, and him, his kind of uh, his trying to reconcile with his past. Because I have not read. I know that when they had the whole um, there's that the sacrifice there, the, yeah. crucible. the crucible. Yeah, that. We talked a bit about their history, but I I don't know how you guys feel about that character. Well, because the last having this turn, the last time we saw him was in that five issue new New Mutants miniseries where they went to hell and he was like on the plane and it, that Matthew but the Matthew Rosenberg one, yeah, the one that we read when we kind of first started the podcast. And I mm. I'm really glad that this sequence happened because he just seems like a very like blase one-dimensional he was more he wasn't a character so much as a plot device for for shun stuck inside of her stuck inside of her you know and so i think it it made a ton of sense that you know him having his own body and his own autonomy doesn't know quite how to do it uh and makes is making a lot of mistakes and is inadvertently possessing all these other people i just thought about it. it reminded me a lot these issues reminded me a lot of like an avatar the last airbender episode or something like they it felt like tonality and the art certainly. yeah the balance of like good comedy the color like everything just kind of worked for me and it just felt very like human yeah the art uh triona farrell is the artist mm-hmm. and i really liked uh her i'm assuming her pronouns are she her mm-hmm. hers um i really liked uh just like her like dreamlike very sort of like um, young adult, yeah, like graphic yeah, novel, yeah. like aesthetic. I think it's very different from what we normally see. My only issue with it, and it's not really an issue, it's just story. Like, why the fuck is Danny hanging out with Elle in like the end of the first I issue? I didn't get that. that like, was oh, she just like not dumped your best friend, but <laughs> kind of like put your best friend on hold so she's gonna hang out with you. That was very weird. Well, I think they sold it as the like, and I mean, obviously, this got washed away pretty quickly as a team based on Lethal Legion, but it sounded like they were all working together as new mutants, so it was just sort of like, oh, I want to make Galora feel welcome. <laughs> that was the other thing that was weird. I think an it's asshole I think my friend. still strange. Yeah. yeah. I think it's like, to your point, Adam, it's like a, it's a group of friends, and in a group of friends, two people start dating, and one says, hey, I need a little space, I need to cool off, but they're talking to your other friend yeah. as well, and you're like, and that uh, third uh, person uh, is uh, a little bit like, I want to be there for them, but I want to be there for my close friend too, and there's like weird jealousy emerges. No, I want to be there with somebody I've known for two months versus 10 years of my life. Um, also, it's a little bit weird that that's the person who killed... <laughs> Uh, yeah, she is ups- she's upset seeing that, her girlfriend get murdered, that, but not upset that so the person murdering her girlfriend. <laughs> yes, uh, so love's a complicated thing. What do you always <laughs> say? The way I kind of reasoned it in my head was that that actually was not. It wasn't a romantic thing. It was no. more her kind of soul searching and having hard conversations with Danny about what that felt like to her. Mm-hmm. That's probably what they were even talking. I think that's a really good pull through. Is like you didn't see it or the words weren't exchanged, but I bet Shun that's exactly a, what it was. Sean yeah. was a uh, unreliable narrator in that yeah. sense because like she was only seeing her perspective, but she you didn't really see what the dialogue was. Yeah. Well, don't go to the bar to have this conversation. Ah! 
<laughs> where we were, every best. every terrible conversation's happening when, at the Green when, Lagoon. Yeah, when when they I, were talking and then and and L was like, "We're new mutants." I was like, "They're really just letting anybody on the new mutants." Nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> this I team mean. means nothing now. <laughs> That's true. Uh, They're not even new. No, it's just oh a bunch gosh. of randos now. Let's go to the year uh, one hundred of. Sinister Era, whatever the fuck it's called. Storm <laughs> in the Brotherhood. <laughs> Storm in the Brotherhood number two. Al Ewing, Andrea DeVito, old Lady Aurora leads an intergalactic assault on the Death Sphere with the goal of destroying or at least recapturing Sinister's Moira Lab. So I made this point on Twitter. I love how last week's um, Immoral X-Men was Kieran Gillen doing a riff on Star Trek. This is Al Ewing doing a riff on Star, Star Wars. Wars. So is next week's issue going to be something about Dune or Battlestar Galactica uh, or some other sci-fi epic? Uh, it's a fun issue. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, Destiny got her head slashed in half. That was that cool. was a very <laughs> shocking moment. I was, I was so genuinely pleased. surprised. Yeah, no, I, was, I thought of you, Clark, when that happened. Um, <laughs> I also thought that Storm's reasoning for it was very excellent. I kind of had this worry in the back of my head that they were not going to deal with the issue of like yeah all right sinister did some fucked up shit but everyone is making these choices in this universe they are real living people right and then to reset it says i don't care all the actions you try to live in your life or the life you actually have i'm turning that all off i'm going back to the start and that's unfair that storm is like we got to protect this even if it's a shitty world there's still hope that exists in it it's the world that we live in it so Give me that wormhole. Uh, that I so that's interesting because yeah, I feel like I I did appreciate that. It certainly makes much more interesting for plot and like narrative and where the story is going. Can I present it to you in a different way? No. Okay. <laughs> Continue with what you're saying. <laughs> okay. Oh, so uh, you're suppose you're born. Imagine you're you. Yeah. Now ah, you're born. You're you. All right. Now okay. someone says. By the way, fifty years ago, someone started us on this path that this world. Could be re- could be reset. It doesn't have to be, yeah. but it could be reset. Now your entire life and everything that's ever existed for you is going to go away. Would you would you think that's an acceptable thing to I do mean, for this person to have their old life back? Knowing that they are literally living in hell, basically because you've got like an entire space <laughs> space filled with Dude. sinisters. Like, I it just. I don't, uh, I get it, but I I don't get it because it's like one of those things. It's like the Age of Apocalypse Syndrome. Like they could have done that and said that there, but they wanted to get back to the McCrone Crystal t- to reset the Tell all of this to the characters in the show Dark. <laughs> yeah, that's 100% I'm not right. not anymore, but, but yeah. That's, that's 100%, a great, that's 100% right, but it's also, it's also, it's a little, it's, uh, it's a wonderful life of, uh, or like kind of the opposite of, of that, you know, where, uh, your life is utter shit, but it's what the only thing you know, according to Brent's point. And then this is a hundred years. Aurora has lived well over a hundred years at this point, as has her brotherhood. And so this is all they want to know. And what if they reset and they realize, oh, that world is even worse. There's nothing to tell them that that world isn't better. But, but Aurora w- would know. I want this choice to be like a, a thought in someone's fucking mind because this is the choice that happens every time Moira has died in the past. Yeah, I mean, I I think if you were to tell if if she did, if people weren't living to the are year, are our hundred, lives not real? Are we not real because Moira can die and reset things? Hey, hey, hey! Calm down, take the red pill. But do you know what That's I mean? So like good. the yeah, if I was high as fuck right now, I'd be like, what's happening? Um, 
No, but I think of that like I think it would make more sense to me if it was the year one thousand. I think with it still being the year one hundred, most of the people that are alive, Cora, etc., they all know what the world was like before Sinister flipped to switch, essentially. Like you can you know those mega the five years. Yeah. So that's the only thing that doesn't sell as well to me because if they were all people that just grew up in this universe, then you would say, like, well, who knows what it was like before this all started because we've been so far away from that. Well, I've got, and that's that on that. I, I've so got, I've got a, a surprise for you. It's gonna make it to a thousand years. So Ooh, watch out, Ooh, next week, bitch. Um, what did you guys think of Novar becoming his own daddy? Mm, into it. <laughs> he was very hot. Yeah. Mother Righteous is everywhere. You can't get away from that bitch. She's just in your dream. She's in your mind. She's in. Your She's dress. the ultimate drag queen. She really is. Um, a great, great connection of the superpowers to have uh, destiny amped up. To funnel it Love through cable that. Mm-hmm. so that everyone could survive the crazy onslaught from uh, or- Orbis Stellaris. Move yeah. over, Captain America, <laughs> Iron Man shield but laser. Also talk <laughs> about got... talk about the incompetence of sinister planning <laughs> to yell at an underling for not thinking to for following orders and then them failing. Are y'all close uh, the damn doors? Are y'all feeling Iron Fire and Ghana? Like, would you want to see them back in the Iron Fire? Is okay, sense? Ghana. Ghana is almost like a non-character to me. Yeah, she's just like a she's hot, mystique-looking person. Yeah. yeah, she's just like a she's a big, strong woman. All right. Hey, wait. Uh, one last thing. Yeah. Uh, Mystique's death. So Mystique went and fought on the on Aurora's side. Do you think that that's the? Do you think that Mystique has a tendency for good, or do you think that's opportunistic in this universe? What motivates a choice like that? Do you like it or not? Uh, I think it's true to her character. I don't think she's not. She's a she's a morally gray character. She's done a lot of evil stuff. She's done some good stuff, uh, but for her, it's self serving, and sometimes her being self serving leads to a positive outcome. Fair enough. She's chaotic no- neutral. I think. That makes sense. I would agree with that. She's not doing things maliciously. <laughs> no, she well, does stuff maliciously. Sorry, sorry. Stuff maliciously. But yeah, she, she sucks. St- uh, Clark as our as our evils of mystique historian. Oh gosh. No, she's pure evil. Let's move on. Marauders number twelve. Steve Orlando, Eleonora, Carlini. Kate's latest Marauder team comes full circuit with the late the expanded team from this arc resurrecting Threshold onto the Genosha. I think. What exactly happened? <laughs> Genosha. Souls got sent back to create threshold. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Apparently, they've been ghosts the whole time. <laughs> you couldn't tell because Eleonora Carlini's art is very—it's stylized and pretty at times, but it is not a good storytelling. Right. It's not a good. She's not a great storyteller yet. Sometimes it is hard to understand visually what's happening, but I There's do like a lot of the too many characters. It is yes, a lot it's of dense characters. as fuck. Give us a and little. Most of them never were in this series. Hey, the good news and is by that I meant the uh, Marauders. Aurora was never <laughs> in the <this laughs> series. I know, right? <laughs> well, is it that's just like the natural habit of this series? Because when uh, Duggan was writing it, half it, of the characters never. It was about. Either. It was the Emma and Kate show, and now this. It was the Kate and <laughs> Cassandra Nova and show. Here's Polaris, who is like the one that made the device to make them be able Don't to forget about create. Wicked. I know, she Wicked, came out of nowhere. But she yeah. was only in last issue, right? Was she even <laughs> in this issue? I don't think so. They exactly. nudged her once as her power. I've I, forgotten where the ghost came from this time because Wicked didn't show up again. Steve Orlando, you're a wonderful person. You're a friend of the pod and you're a very talented guy. This was not my favorite work of yours. <laughs> I will just say this if you're, if you're listening, which you're probably not. No. And I think a lot of it is because um, 
he was given an outline mm. and I think he was following it versus coming up with his own ideas. Which is why which is why Scarlet Witch is so good. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Um, so the, because of not that. So the voodoo doll guy with the tentacles coming out of his chest. Has he always been Johnny doing? D. Johnny hey, you D. leave my future husband alone. You give me that Johnny D. Now that's a gay porno I love. So <laughs> Johnny D's got a gaping maw monster in his stomach. Right. And that he makes pr- little dolls. Gotcha. Is that like John dies at the end? No more explanation. I got it. Yeah, <laughs> it's crystal clear. Um, there are just a lot of a lot of moving parts. I think I feel bad for a lot of this arc and storyline because it it's so divorced from a lot of the general X stuff that's happening. But on top of that, it um, it just felt like it needed continuously more room to breathe. Like almost like if it was a new issue every week and each of these arcs had like 12 issues each like i would get into it but like i think to your point clark there's so much overlapping character and changes and introductions and it's just hard to keep up and i don't think the weight was there especially by the end it makes legion of x look like immortal x-men if that makes sense no that's a great point because like legion of x good book but it gives you too much and we saw that nightcrawlers last two weeks ago excuse me uh, where Cy Spurrier has a lot of great ideas, and then it just, you know, it just gives you, he doesn't give you a through line to care. Yeah. And so that's what I felt about this a little bit. I kind so of, for I, the art on that is better than this. Oh, I did think, I, yeah. I've always liked the art from the animes, the manga stylings. I will say it's gotten better. Like, I thought this issue was very clear on generally what was happening, what was going on. The paneling was a lot tighter. Yeah. So I, I mean, obviously, I think there's some action dynamic that needs to continue to grow, but I, I just think it's gorgeous, and I, I it's, think it fits. It's, it's very pretty, and it's like great to like look at, but it's panel to panel. Yeah. I, I lose myself. Yeah. No, but I, I feel that, that way about a very different artist, but Chris Bacalo, like how like he did Generation X back mm-hmm. in the '90s, and he's done a bunch oh, of yeah. X stuff. Like his stuff is beautiful, but there are times where I'm What's like, happening? I get lost in the details, yeah. and you know, it just becomes like the storytelling is just off for me. Were you gonna say something, Clark? No, I thought you were just gonna make a pop with your mouth. I'm not, because I did want to say finally, I actually do like the emotional stakes of it. I don't have any attachment to Genosha, so it's not weird for me to have a bunch of ghost people <laughs> hanging around for 30, 40 years. I don't know how long they've been there. Um, like but, six? But I yeah. think it's, yeah, it's just a fun right. idea to have like, all right, you know this civilization's going to die, but you can give generations and generations of people life and maybe a second chance. It's very humanist. I, what is the over-under, though, on where new threshold will go because like that we know what's going to happen in what do you threshold. mean threshold gets destroyed they're going to fall but they always get destroyed itself yeah uh, it's 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 this it comes beautiful out. tragedy but eventually it eventually it's going to it eventually gets destroyed like all civilizations get destroyed it goes away mm-hmm. uh, and it's never heard from for, not for ours two, for two billion years not us oh we're <laughs> gonna we're gonna survive the odds yeah, we'll be different <laughs> Um, uh, so the rumor is, I don't know how true this is, you know, so, uh, Steve Orlando is not done with the X books. Well, we, we know one of the fall of X before fall of X things. The is one shot is going to be underground him. with Bishop. Yeah. And Kale first. But yeah. <laughs> I've heard a rumor that there, it could be an X-Men green book. Ooh. Like I, in print, not Clark, just Marvel Unlimited. Clark, you must love. <laughs> well, it's already in print. Yeah. No, I meant like, a, like but, but one that would not just be on Marvel Unlimited, if that makes sense. Like more, it will be more a, in print. Yeah, they'll just do it like in real print time. at the same time as yeah. digital. With with her, 
It's got to be with her. Oh, we'll God. see what happens. Nature Girl, we'll Nature Girl Randy Savage. <laughs> with, with, a, with a character Nature that no Girl. one likes anymore. <laughs> Everyone hates her on Reddit now. Oh, do they really? They absolutely ruined that character. Oh. Uh, well, who knows? You, yeah. can, you can always bring, him, bring her back. Hey, do I hear that sound? Oh, <gasps> it's a plug me daddy. And First you're try. better at the sound. First try, baby. Well done. As always, we like to wrap up with a little song we call Plug Me Daddy, where each of us gets a chance to quick highlight something we've seen 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 or seen uh and we also want to share it with you what have, what have you got what do you got to plug what video game you got adam no i actually have and i'm interested to see clark's face on this uh andrew and i've been watching a k-drama called the glory and their second part of the f- one season know. came out oh good so then the only tv show you well, can watch in a k-hole it's like a balancing act of like i think you would like it but I, it's it's so basically what it is is it's a uh, it's two part 16 episodes total of this like full story of a woman who is taking revenge on her bullies from high school. Um, it's a very, not a slow burn necessarily, and it's it just doesn't have like a lot of the highs and lows of an American drama in a good way. Like it's not played up and like a lot of the villains aren't um, humanized where you like root for them. They're just like assholes throughout. Mm-hmm. So it was just enjoyable. And I will say the last couple of episodes, like you're kind of waiting originally like, this seems like pretty pretty petty revenge and then by the end shit really hits the fan so i would highly recommend i won't spoil too much more um it was a lot of fun how do you watch it oh it's on netflix good question there's like three thousand different k-dramas on netflix the glory the glory i'll I'll check it out so i've actually got an unplug for the first time this week i normally like to plug positive stuff oh thank god i was worried Ah! so (laughs) you're gonna have it you're like i have a plug for the first time i was also (laughs) unplugging what he was watching go because uh i started watching uh daisy jones and the six on amazon prime and it's a show that on on paper is designed for me. It is about like this like fictitious band that might or might not be Fleetwood Mac. It's like a mm. music biopic. It does a uses a behind the music kind of a narrative technique at times. It's got Timothy Oliphant. The costumes are del- great. The sets look good. The show is utter dreck. Awful. It is awful. And I've, at first I was like, maybe it'll just get better. But the dialogue, I like. I, this is supposed to be prestige drama. Yeah. It's Amazon Prime, right? Like, yeah. I mean, there's always like some modicum of, of Amazon Prime is not prestige drama, but like hitters, it pretends but yeah. to be. But mostly, it at least has some level of competence with the way that they do You're dialogue not watching, like, and CBS. acting. But, but Kalen, as we all know, Rather. Fleetwood Mac was full of terrible writers, and no one could <laughs> speak properly, and it, they all were gray. <sighs> the, I swear to God, the way that like. All the dialogue is text. There's like zero subtext there. Wow. The acting is so bad. Terrible. There's no chemistry between the leads. They're supposed to, and they're supposed to be these like star-crossed lovers kind of who are in their own relationships and it's like you know, there's a little uh, very will they won't they kind of stuff, but I'm like I don't care. Taylor is I, I right keep now. forgetting I'm angry. I keep Needs forgetting that he's the lead. He's so uninteresting. And she's and uninteresting. She is foul. I hate her. She's absolutely she's terrible. She's, she's, a, she's a bad person. And, I don't know. And also, <laughs> like, there is queer representation. Like, her best friend is like ends up being like a disco queen. Watch her swinging your fist, I'll, I'll fucking punch. <laughs> uh, a la like Diana Ross or Donna Summer, and she happens to be a lesbian or bisexual in the show. She's just a like a plot device. There's no agency to her. She just is there mm. to exist. And so it's like the one major black. There's two major black 
like supporting characters, and they're both boring, and they have no dimension or shading oh. at all. They're just perfect beings, yeah. if you know what I'm saying. It is, oh, God, this show is bad. It's bad. So should I give it a watch? Or? Yeah, watch yeah. it. I was yeah, so yeah, yeah. concerned when you had it on that you were going to say how great you liked it, and I was going to shit on it. You were going to start punching me, I think. Uh, well, no, I no, no, no. That's why I told to. you I didn't want to talk about it until we got on the podcast. Okay, good. Uh, do you want to do the last plug, Kark? Or? Uh, you haven't done one? I have not done one. Okay, I'll, I'll do one then. Okay. Okay, so I'm not going to be here next week, so I'm going to do my version of my favorite episode of... Um, Silver Spoon. <laughs> episode eight of Silver Spoon, season one, where oh the orangutan, um, no, of of uh, X Men the animated series is um what the fuck it's called? I already forgot. Ice cold, some shit like cold that. Cold shoulder, it cold shoulder. It's the Ice cold Man. Shoulder, it's the Ice yeah. Man episode that also has Polaris in it. That also has all of X Factor in it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the only episode that gives us the backstory of the X-Men, mm. like the original, how yeah. it came together, like the number of them, who started out, blah, 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 blue. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm still, I rewatched it. I'm still very happy with it. Okay. Jean, That's a good plug. Uh, Polaris gets to do, a, a, instead of um, Scott, she gets to do a Havoc. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's literally, it's hilariously <laughs> stupid. So um, it, I don't know. I mean, I was very happy with it. Cool. Well, um, and once again, um, Jubilee Pervs after an older man. She, they they constantly team that up. Colossus. She's like in a little, previous one. She's Lolita, basically. I know. They need to find a young legal man for her so to be with. Weird. Yeah, get her Doug Ramsey or something. Yeah, Somebody. Bad. They're not going to. Everybody. She's just going to yeah. keep lusting. What's Cannonball after? doing right now? He's oh a young and a Robert Anyways, Acosta. But my real one is um I did last day and a half watched all of um Wolverine and the X Men the TV show. Yeah. All yeah. of it. Twenty six episodes on uh, Disney Plus. It holds up really well. It's a better written story than all of the animated this we're, we're dealing with. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just one long story. It's, I mean, it's called Wolverine. The X Does it so actually wrap up nicely? Because I've always held off on watching because yeah. it got canceled. Oh. Well, it wraps up, but then I'm They're not going to spoil anything. But if there was a second season, it would have been heavily uh, Age of Apocalypse. Yeah, that's what I. I but feel that like that's doesn't. Not that, true of everything. Yeah, Wasn't but that that's not needed. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, it it does wrap up. Very okay, well. cool. Yeah. That's Emma Frost is fantastic in it. It's the best she's ever been in anything other than the comics itself. Yeah. Um, and Wolverine's in, in it a lot. Obviously, Wolverine and X Men, but they don't overdo it like you'd think they would. Yeah. No, no, no. Should have uh, been X Men and the Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, it. all right. Uh, last week, I plugged a game show called Game Changer on a. It's on a service called Dropout.tv, and I had not watched a full episode because I didn't want to pay for it. I I subscribed to Dropout TV, which is like five dollars a month. Uh, it's great. I'm very happy with that subscription. They have another show called Dimension 20, which if you like Critical Role or any mm. D&D type games, it is a semi-visualized, uh, you know, kind of live podcast of a D&D game. Uh, the one I'm watching right now is called Fantasy High, where they're in, they're playing D&D, but they're like in a 1950s fantasy high school. Oh, that's uh, interesting. Like so Archie? It, it, yeah. Uh, so they're like... Back to the Future? Yeah, there's like a villain in it who's like... He's like a 50s greaser. Oh, and he always it. says like... Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, uh, Make super like a fun. tree and get out of here. <laughs> uh, I, I highly recommend it. Uh, Dimension 20. Uh, cool. On, on dropout.tv. Uh, that's been all of our stuff. We've been gay. I've been sick. Um, and now everyone here has COVID. Don't forget to rate and review us. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Home of Superior X and Instagram at Home of Superior Podcast. We've got a new interview with Rod Rice out. 
We have mutant madness going on for the rest of forever. Go vote. Judge people. Uh, be gay. Do crime. Bye. Bye. Bye.